Whitlam Institute exists to help in the great and continuing work of building a more equal, open, tolerant and independent Australia. I do not for a moment believe that we should set limits on what we can achieve together for our country, for our people, for our future. Welcome to the Whitlam Institute podcast. My name is Leanne Smith and I'm director of the Whitlam Institute. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Darug people of the Darug Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and express the Whitlam Institute's support for the Uluru Statement of the Heart. This podcast series was produced under our policy theme, Australia in the World. And this particular podcast series, The Future of Australian Foreign Policy Toward Afghanistan Post-Military Withdrawal, Afghan Perspectives, was designed as a series of conversations with Afghan political, academic and community leaders. It was intended for an audience of Australian policymakers as well as the general community with an interest in Afghanistan and Australia's role there. In light of the recent military withdrawal of US, Australian and other international forces from Afghanistan, and as the Taliban has continued to gain control of territory and attack communities across the country, the Institute seeks to raise awareness in Australia and beyond of the situation in Afghanistan today. We are grateful that several Afghan experts in Afghanistan, New York and here in Australia have been part of this production. There's an important conversation to be had here about Australia's moral responsibility to continue to support the Afghan people as they face this terrible new reality. What are Afghans across the country, and particularly vulnerable ethnic groups, facing today? How are women's rights being affected? What do Afghans seek from the international community to support them? And how can Australia be a part of that international effort? So I'm really excited to be speaking this morning with Dr. Nehmat Bizan. He's a lecturer at the Development Policy Centre at the Crawford School of Public Policy at the Australian National University. And he's a fantastic person to speak to about what's happening and unfolding in Afghanistan today and what the international community and Australia as part of that international community can and might do to support the Afghan people. So welcome, Nemat. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I suppose I'd like to start off by asking you, what's your assessment of what's happening in Afghanistan at the moment? Well, the situation uh, at the moment in Afghanistan is quite concerning. We didn't expect that the situation may evolve as it is at the moment. Also, before that, there was a wave of targeted assassination of activists, uh, those who are uh, well-known in Afghanistan, just to terrorize the population and we saw that again the Taliban started to bomb big cities because that was part of the argument with the US government administration to not target big cities. So the situation is quite alarming and this process which started about two years ago and uh, talks between the Afghan government and the Taliban did not produce any tangible result yet. Nemat, how does it make you feel when we think about the fact that you know we're, we're at a stage where the United States and Australia and other nations have withdrawn their troops from Afghanistan. Um, but for the last 20 years, that military presence really was designed to provide a security umbrella to allow the Afghan government 
and the Afghan people to build the nation up, to build infrastructure, to build society back up and to provide access to facilities and education and healthcare systems and so on. So 20 years of amazing hard work and commitment by Afghans themselves with support from the international community. What is this military withdrawal and the advance of the Taliban and, and the response to their advance? What does it mean for all those years of hard work? Uh, in the last two decades, a lot has been achieved in Afghanistan when it comes to building schools, expanding access to education, millions of young Afghans were, and children were able to attend the school, especially girls, because they were deprived of access to education under the Taliban's rule in the 1990s. And the uh, health sector also a lot has been achieved. So, Coming to the achievements, so we can have a long list. But uh, what does the withdrawal of the international troops from Afghanistan means, putting those gains at risk of collapse? Why is that? Because the situation did not evolve. So the decision being made about the withdrawal of the US troops and NATO uh, was very much uh, based on politics or political situation in the US and other countries rather than the situation in Afghanistan. So basically now the biggest concern is about the gains. Those may collapse. That's one issue. And the second one is about the Taliban because some of the, the I mean, especially those who are supporting the Taliban or proponents, they were making the case that Taliban has changed they are not the same Taliban that they were before 9-11. But their, um, I mean, uh, practice or the way they govern uh, shows in, in those cities that they captured recently in Afghanistan that did, did not change, but their way of governance even worsened because they still ban women from education, access to other, uh, I mean, services, and also they're not allowed to go outside and work. And coming to dealing with those people working with the government, also they shows that there's no any sign of change with the Taliban. Nema, uh, we're seeing cases of specific retaliation by the Taliban against particular groups? We can, yes. Uh, even, so the discussion is going on whether to call them genocide. So we can see it, their aggression against minorities, religious groups, and also ethnic groups, especially those who supported the government. And Kandahar, so they, recently they captured some areas and then they started looking after certain people from certain tribe and then killing them, taking them outside their houses and killing them because they were part of a tribe who supported the government. And same in central part of Afghanistan and other parts, we see targeted assassination or killing of minority groups such as Hazaras. Mm. Uh, that's quite alarming. Yes, and not entirely unexpected. Nemat, I saw a piece by two former special representatives of the Secretary General to Afghanistan in the New York Times earlier this week. And the point that they were making was that in terms of 
finding a way, a political way out of the situation Afghanistan is now in. There isn't really one country who has the legitimacy to take the lead in negotiations for a range of other geopolitical reasons and making the case that the UN needs to stand up and do more and have a stronger mandate in Afghanistan. From your perspective, is there a country in the region or globally who is well-placed to get into a political process now, or do you see a stronger role for the UN? Coming to regional actors or Afghanistan neighbours, I don't think so, because they're engaged in somehow in conflict. So they're not trusted by one of the parties. We need a neutral actor, UNSP best positioned and also well-trusted in Afghanistan, which can play a better role. But also we need to be mindful of UN's role in the 1990s because UN had a central role in mediating between the then uh, Afghan government and the Mujahideen groups, process which collapsed and Afghanistan experienced a bloody civil war. But yet again, UN can play a major role. Now the problem is that the international community looks at the situation in Afghanistan and condemns it. That's the limits of their rule. But the expectation of Afghans are more to, to play a positive role, an active role in this situation through international institutions such as the UN Security Council. What about violation of human rights? What about genocide that's taking place in Afghanistan? So they should be active and also play a more positive role in Afghanistan. I think UN is best position in case if it can play a more active and positive role rather than a passive facilitator of the process. Thank you. Namat, as, as an Afghan in Australia, the question we are trying to get to the bottom of is what should Australia's foreign policy towards Afghanistan be now that we have withdrawn our military forces? In the context of what you've just said about the international community and what it should do, how do you see Australia's relationship with Afghanistan and and a constructive role that Australia can play? Australia played a, uh, an important role in three areas since 2001, supporting, providing development and humanitarian aid to Afghanistan and also supporting military training of the Afghan security forces. But now the situation has changed. What Afghans expect Australia uh, to play a role, especially Australia is seen to be a neutral player in Afghanistan. So one is diplomatic, especially in this situation that while the war is going on, there is also peace talk going on to put more emphasis on uh, issues such as human rights and also peace building, especially through uh, international institutions, UN Security Council, putting sanctions on those who violate uh, human rights and commit war crimes will make a difference in Afghanistan, at least will encourage accountability. And the second one is continuation of development and humanitarian aid to Afghanistan, because the country is still in need of development and humanitarian aid, especially after the COVID pandemic and the recent conflict which is going on in the country. These are some of the areas that Australia can play a more active role. But also coming to the situation, because we don't know yet 
but the signs are very clear that we are having mass migration from Afghanistan. So the question would be morally, where, how Australia can uh, play a, an important role. We have not a, a big community of Afghans who uh, escaped the conflict now living in Australia, not to mention the relationship between people to people that we had between Afghanistan and Australia in the last more than a century. And that was Dr. Nematula Bizan talking to us about why any idea that the Taliban have changed for the better should not be trusted, but how he's expecting even worse from the Taliban this time around, especially for minorities and ethnic groups. He also talked to us about why the UN needs to play a more active role if it is going to continue with a lead role. I hope you can join us for our next podcast in the series with Farkonde Akbari, PhD student at the Australian National University. Farkonde will be speaking to me about the viability of peace processes with non-state actors, particularly in the context of the Taliban. Thank you.